Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. Um, in the crossover week, in the week where we move from 2020 into 2021. So, um, I mean, it's kind of weird this week because it's the Christmas week as well and the Christmas week is you know, is always a bit odd, uh, unless you've got sort of a work structure that means that, you know, you're back straight into some kind of working week, then it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a strange, uh, a strange week. And this week really has been, has been no different. But I suppose the argument then is it's a strange week in what has largely been quite a strange year. Um, but it's inevitable with a week like this that you find yourself thinking about and reflecting on the year that's gone whilst also thinking about what's what's going to be coming up and I suppose um, I suppose that's what I've been doing through the week um, because that's absolutely been been part of the things that I've found myself thinking about and wanting to wanting to share so without um, w- without kind of any other setup than that we'll we'll kick off and we'll have a bit of that twangy guitar <laughs> I considered um, doing a whole episode on um, highs and lows um, of the year just gone. Uh, I also considered doing an episode on things, um, sort of hopes for the next year. But um, in reality, I've decided I'm not going to do that. I am going to spend a bit of time talking about it now. But I don't want to do a whole episode, you know, like that. Because there's other stuff kicking around um, that I'll probably end up wanting to talk about through the course of the week and and I don't really want to make it completely about that thing because in reality what you end up doing is you end up just repeating a lot of what you've said through the course of through the course of the year um so I I've sat down today and I've tried to think about um you know one or two things that have been unique about the year um and what's the one thing that uh, I've missed most about 2020 that I would have done normally had it not been the year that we've had, and maybe what's the thing that I'll look back on and say that that was defining to a certain extent that might not have happened had it not been for you know the year that we've had in terms of the pandemic and the lockdown and all the strange things that we've had to that we've had to get used to. Um, I thought. I thought the big one that I would have missed would have been the holidays. Um, we had a couple of holidays booked. I really like getting away um, to to Europe um, and just doing nothing for a couple of weeks and sitting around a pool and reading and those kind of things. And I really thought that would be the thing that I would have ended up missing more than anything. But actually, it, it as I thought about it, it wasn't. Um, the thing I've missed more is the football. Um, I've missed... I've missed going to Bramall Lane. I've missed going to watch Sheffield United. And I haven't spoken a lot about my football team. And I certainly haven't spoken a lot about it in recent weeks simply because of such a, what an incredibly, you know, bad start to the season we've had. Um, and it's not that I didn't want to talk about it because I'm, you know, I've watched every minute of every game. It's not that I've not, I've not taken any interest. I'm as interested now as I was, um, you know, all the way through the course of the last couple of years. Um, but somehow it's, there's a disconnection um, that kicked in at the point when the game started being played behind closed doors. Um, because for me, the football's 
more than just what's going on on the pitch. Um, it's it's going to the games with my dad and my brother and taking you know and taking my eldest son as well uh, and the and the people that we've got to know who we sit near um, and people that you know you, whilst in one breath it's a passing acquaintance isn't in another breath you spend a couple of hours with them every other Saturday over 10 15 20 years um, so um, that I've, I didn't expect to have missed that anything like as much as I have and uh, and as I say it's to a certain extent the where where I am with with the football at the moment and how bad the team are doing as I, say, I, I, I do feel somewhat I just disconnected from it um, because it's not the same because you're not there and it doesn't mean you don't feel it anymore but um, it, it, it's just hard to explain when something like that which has been part of the last you know, forty years of my life or thirty-five years of my life just, just, just go goes away uh, and isn't there anymore. I, I, that's the thing I'm really, really, really missed, probably more than anything else. Um, and then the other thing that the thing that twenty twenty's brought that I didn't expect is this: is the podcasts. It's this one, and it's the the one I do with Jason at uh, nine to forty two, and it's the one I do with Deborah, the on brand with, and the one I do with Steve Hogarth, the the Corona Diaries, because as much as they were already a thing, I mean, uh, Deborah's launched, you know, at the, the back end of twenty nineteen, and this, you know, TFM therapy for me started before we had a clue what kind of year we'd have. The way they've developed and how it's brought me into contact with a lot of different people and a lot of the experiences I've had over the course of the year, I don't know if would have happened in quite the same way had had the podcast happened in a in a normal year. Because I don't know if they would have had the same amount of traction and I don't know if they would have meant as much to so many people. And, and I think if the, if the engagement with people listening hadn't have been what it is then they wouldn't be what they are if that kind of makes any sense and I know that's kind of difficult to make any kind of sense of but so whilst I'm not going to bang on too much this week about highs and lows if I had to distill it down to one or two things then I think those are those are probably the two Tuesday I didn't want to talk about Brexit last week, even though um, we had the deal um, that was announced, you know, a day or so before Christmas. Um, And it will go back through the House of Commons this week. In fact, it'll go all the way through the House this week. And I don't see it not happening now. I don't think ideologically anybody's going to oppose it. Um, The hard right of the Tory party that that somehow is the saviour or is the custodian of the, the 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 pure form of Brexit. I don't think they're going to stand in the way of it, um, because in reality, what this deal means, the people on the right of the Tory party would have snapped your hand off for uh, three years ago. Um, you know, when we went through when we went through the referendum and all that entailed. Nobody, even the day after the referendum result, nobody saw us as far away from Europe as we are now. And whatever 
whatever is being said at this point in time, we are a long way away from what any of the extreme Brexiteers thought was ideologically or theoretically possible. Um, you know, to be leaving the, the single market, to be leaving um, all those, um, th- those, those areas in terms of, you know, to leaving behind freedom of movement and all those things, that was never really what anybody thought was actually possible. That's taken three years of rhetoric and wearing down to get to this stage because uh, a clean break Brexit wasn't on the referendum ballot paper. Nobody knew what Brexit you know, was was meant to be because it th- there was no detail there. The detail was we leave the EU and leaving the EU could have happened in any one of, you know, countless ways. Um, but the reason why I, I kind of found myself thinking about it this week was I watched a documentary again um, called The Tories at War, which was a programme I think Channel 4 did about October time uh, of 2019. And it took us over a lot of what happened in 2019. So it took us through a lot of the Theresa May period and it took us through the general election and it took us through, um, it, you know, it, it took us through um, the pro- progression of Parliament and all those kind of things. And, and really, because it was directly, uh, it was a lot of first-hand testimony from a lot of ministers. So Farage was on there and... You'd got um, uh, Bridgen on there, and you've got Jacob Rees-Mogg on there. You got Alan Duncan on there. You got Nicky Morgan on there, and uh, Anna Subri was 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 talking a lot through that period, even though that's the period when she left the party. You realise how much of all of this that we've been living through was just a Tory management issue. This was this was a this was this is a Tory party problem that has has now played its way through. And, you know, we end up in a situation and it doesn't matter what we're being told. It doesn't really matter what, how it's being spun or how it's being sold or what the, the media is saying about it. The sheer fact of the matter is we are worse off as a country in 2021 than than we have been and were in 2020 or 2019 or whatever you might think, because this is going to be harder for us. We are going to have to... Um, fill out more paperwork we are going to have to pay more we are going to all those kind of things the you know that that were suspected will will come to pass if you if you look at the brexit deal that you know is being spun as some kind of miracle it, it isn't that it isn't it isn't that at all it's it's a deal that allows us to keep trade flowing, but keep trade flowing with more paperwork. Yes, it might be tariff-free, but it's keeping trade flowing with more paperwork. There are lots of exceptions to this that um, will be found out over the last over the next few weeks and months. So it isn't as smooth as it as it, as it should be. There are issues that involve Northern Ireland. It will bring about the breakup of the union. There's no doubt about that. There is going to be another referendum in Scotland at some point. And if they are given a chance and are given the opportunity to, to vote again, they will vote to leave. Um, you know, so what what ultimately just is a thing about the Tory party is now changing all of our ways of life. And if you don't think it's going to change your way of life, then wait till you try and book a holiday or wait, you know, see what, and listen, these things aren't going to stop us. It's not going to stop us doing these things. Of course it's not. We're not going to stop going into Europe for holidays because of the changes. We're just going to have more hoops to jump through. 
the things that we took for granted will 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 be gone and things will start to become a little bit more expensive or they will come to be, start to be a little bit more complicated and so and now i hear the the argument back is well isn't that a price to pay for our own sovereignty and then this is the bit because i still want somebody to tell me what that sovereignty actually means what does that sovereignty actually in practice mean? Because I still don't know. And all I know is that when you peel away all of this, you'll get a lot of people who want to deregulate an economy, who want to change our rules, who want to make it easier for people with money already to make more money. Then you get to the heart of what Brexit's all about. That's ultimately all we're talking about. Try and find me something where sovereignty means that actually there will be less poverty in this country, that actually there will be more money for education or more money for the health service, or actually this country ultimately has been held back by its involvement in the European projects. And that's the bit that I don't find anybody actually coming up with any examples for. Wednesday. Now, I'm going to talk politics again, but not in the way that you think. And I appreciate the fact that I did have a bit of a rant about Brexit yesterday and I have kept away from Brexit for quite a while. But I just, you know, having watched that documentary yesterday, I just found myself pulling my hair out uh, about the whole the whole situation and, and what brought it about. So I, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, that 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 spilled out Um and I want to talk politics again, but I don't want to talk politics again in quite the way you think I want to talk politics again. Finally, finally, today, I have watched all the president's men. And by finally, that isn't because somehow the film's been made available. It's because I've never managed to get all the way through it. So uh, I've tried to watch this film four or five times. And because invariably when it's on... Uh, and when it was on terrestrial television, it was always on about 11 o'clock at night. I have pretty much fallen asleep in front of it about four or five times. And that's just to do with the fact that it's, it's the, 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 you know, the script is fairly dense and there's a lot going on in the script. And if you don't really know the story, I mean, I'm going to say that All the President's Men is one of those films that was made for the time it was consumed. And by that, I mean that you kind of needed some first-hand idea of what was going on um, to get the references and to understand how the movie plays out. And of course, the time it came out, it was still fresh in everybody's memory. And I think, you know, I don't, I don't remember Watergate because it happened at a point when, yes, I was around, but I was three, four, five. So it, it didn't, it, there's no, there's no, and it happened a long way away. So there's no residual memory of what Watergate was. And because of the way that, you know, we studied history at school, then I have no memory of it ever being taught to me. So Watergate was something that I, I you know, have very little kind of background knowledge of. And as I say, the film, having now gone all the way through it, is is something that, even when you watch it, it clearly would be easier to understand um, if you'd just been through the process over the last four or five years, because a lot of that data will have been in your head just from daily reinforcement and the net and the names and the sheer quantity of characters involved. You know the size of the cast list in the Watergate thing and the names you need to remember. 
And the fact they were covering a, you know, a period that went over quite a few months and years in a very short space of time made it very difficult to keep to keep going with the event. So finally got through all the presence men. I still now, well, now I'm going to have to go and do some reading because too much of it still went went by. But I suppose it talks to a little bit. It takes us back to yesterday because having watched having watched that Tories at War thing yesterday. All that was all fine. All the characters, all the people, everything in there I have knowledge of. And I've just started reading um, a book called Fallout, which is about the same period of time. So it's a, it's a, it's about um, 2019, effectively, in terms of the Brexit um, period. And, and of course, as I read that book, it's great because all the characters in there I know because they're fresh in memory. And because so it's easy, even though there are multiple characters playing out in the book, that's fine because I have some residual knowledge of it. So, all the presence men, did I enjoy it? Yes, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was great. Um, I I was amazed that they got as much into the time period as they got in. I can understand why it's such an important film. And now I need to go and do some reading to actually under because I don't still don't understand Watergate. Uh, and as far as I can tell, Watergate is really just about the fact that something happened, the president knew, and it took a long, long time to work through who knew what. But ultimately, he did know, and because he knew, he had to go. Um, but it took years to actually be able to say categorically, yeah, he knew what was going on. So uh, I would, if you've not seen it, I'd encourage you to watch it. If you have seen it more than once and you can, you want to give me a little bit of a synopsis to help me out for the next watch, then that would be great as well. But I feel I might have to go back and read and do some reading to help with to help with Watergate because it it, it you know it it was hard. It was really hard, but it was fascinating. <laughs> Thursday. Okay, let's start off with the admission. The admission is the fact that it's not Thursday, it's Friday. And it actually is 2021. And I'm re-recording New Year's Eve's... New Year's Eve's? New Year's Eve's audio for the simple fact that it changed somewhat from recording it to now. And all that really changed is that New Year's Eve um, was another in a string of epic fails for me. Um, and by that I mean I didn't make it through to midnight. And I can, I, in my forties, I can probably count on one hand the number of New Year's Eves I've got. I've actually made it through to midnight, and I seem to have this problem now, whereby on New Year's Eve I, I, just have this urge to fall asleep on on a day like no other. Uh, when I, I, it must be something to do with the pressure of knowing that you've got to get through to midnight, but for whatever reason, I cannot get through to midnight on New Year's Eve anymore. So um, last night we we had a meal and everybody was primed, and of course the kids love staying up. I mean that I mean that you know there's no way you're not going to get the kids to to, to to stay awake because they can they're allowed so so they they're going to do it they're going to absolutely uh, they get they're going to absolutely own that one. Um, and so we had a meal, and we ended up doing a, a Zoom, um, uh, a Zoom bingo and quiz, uh, which which was done uh, a family thing. So that was, you know, that was fine, and and that got us through till about ten o'clock or whatever time it was. And um, and I'd had a couple of glasses of wine, but not not an enormous amount, and um, was sort of wondering what you know how we're going to get how we're going to get from ten or just after ten through to midnight. 
And as soon as that was put out there, how are we going to get from here to there? Because there's still two hours to go. That, for whatever reason, that that was it. That was it. So I sort of said, right, well, look, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and put some softer clothes on. So I I I, I went upstairs. And for those of you who um, yeah are familiar with the uh, Corona Diaries podcast, I went to put a pair of lounge pants on, uh, and just and just you know um, sit soft, uh, so to speak, and uh, and went upstairs to do that, and ended up took one look at the bed. And ended up thinking, I'm just going to lie down for five minutes. And that's the last I remember until about eight o'clock this morning. So, and including fireworks not waking me up, nothing stirred me at all. Um, when I put my head down, so half ten or whatever time it was, not quite even sure what time it was, thought I'd just shut my eyes for five minutes and that was it, gone completely. So what is it about New Year's Eve that I have such a problem with because I just can't get through that evening. Friday. Okay, so it should be the first um, sort of post for 2021, but actually in reality, as you heard, it's the second, um, simply because I ended up wiping over um, what I'd said yesterday, mainly mainly because I actually had started off and had recorded a section saying, um, you know, looking forward to the evening and looking forward to getting through to midnight and all those kind of things and being a bit New, New Year's Eve-y and then actually not being able to follow through that at all. Uh, and it just seemed to make more sense to just let you know exactly how it happened rather than some kind of stylized event which didn't actually transpire. So anyway, that was New Year's Eve. Today's been... Obviously, New Year's Day, and we're in we're into 2021, and it would be easy to you know to sit here and and talk about hopes and aspirations and what have you for 2021. But in reality, 2021 isn't going to get any better anytime soon. Um, you can't put these things into years um, and expect them to work uh, in some kind of you know blocks or linear packages because that's not how it not how it works we've we've got a thing we're in the middle of something that we need to deal with you know in covid and that will play out now the portents are looking quite good in terms of the vaccine but then the mutation of the new variants means that it is a little bit of you know two steps forward one step back so we're still going to have to carry on living the way that we you know we're living for a little while there's going to be changes obviously you know secondary schools are going to be changing um i mean we're currently still in tier three but we could end up in tier four which effectively means lockdown so there's going to be i can't see there won't be some kind of 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 lockdown for us all at some point through the course of the next few months as and when um things happen locally yes it'll have to come under control in the south but ultimately it could very well flare up here so there are, there's going to be that because it's going to take an amount of time to get the obviously the vaccine through the po- uh, the population so we know we know that's a thing that just needs dealing with that's not a 2020 problem that's just a problem and it falls whenever it falls in the same way that 2020 wasn't somehow brexit Brexit was always going to play out and will continue to play out. Brexit hasn't gone away and will be part of our life for the next five to ten years because there's a lot that's got, still got to work its way through with that. So don't think that that's done and we can say goodbye to that in 2020 because that's not how that that works. So I think if you think let's hope 2021, let's leave 2020 behind us and let's hope 2021's better. It's not. That's not how it's going to. That's not how it's going to play out. Plus, the other thing is, there's lots of things from 2020 that I 
I don't want to forget about. Uh, and, and we shouldn't forget about because actually lots of things have come out of, you know, to a certain extent, life is more complicated and in other ways life is simpler. Um, and we are spending more time together with our families. We are walking more, running more, taking more exercise, getting more fresh air, getting out, appreciating things a little bit more. We are reading more. We are, you know, consuming more entertainment. And whether that's what it doesn't matter what it is, if those things are making us smile or making us think or making us laugh or whatever they might do, then that's a that's a that's a positive thing. If we are finding more and better ways to be in touch with each other, if we are finding ways of interacting, if we are using digital forms of interaction not to stir up but just to check reach out and check people are okay, then all of that's a good thing and I don't want to turn I don't want to turn my back on any of that. So you I don't wanna I don't wanna I'm not I'm not that guy that says you know, good riddance to twenty twenty. Let's hope twenty 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 one is because I. That's not the way I see it. It's just not the way I see it. We've got things to do, things to sort out. We need to get through where we are. There's genuine hope for the future. There's genuine hope for, you know, us as a group of people. And and there'll be lots that we learn out of the pandemic that will that will actually stand us in good stead. We're probably closer to making a difference. To climate change, probably more close to that now than we may have been at any point in the past decade. So let's not necessarily, you know, forget all of it, um, but let's work towards the things that we need to, you know, we need to make go away. And COVID needs to go away, not because then we can go on holiday again or not because then we can go to the football again. COVID needs to go away because it's killing people, you know. And we all need to be safe. That's why COVID needs to go away. COVID needs to go away because the social experience that is school needs to play out the way it played out for all of us so that this generation has the same opportunities that every other generation has had and that we don't end up in a situation where our schooling is changed massively because we can't control pandemics. These are the reasons why COVID needs to go away. And, And I think... It's the same reason why we have to resolve whatever's come out of the Brexit thing, because actually we don't want that to be a millstone. We don't want it to be something that we look back on as being the end of opportunities for people because we feel that we just this was something we had to do. Now, let's just work it out. Let's forget where we've gone from. Let's work these things out so actually we can get back to a set of shared experiences that are ones that we really should be having together and ensuring that those things are available for as many generations in the future as possible. And my God, that got a bit ranty a bit quick, didn't it? All I'm really trying to say is don't pigeonhole 2020 and don't pigeonhole 2021 and don't put all your hopes and, 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 and aspirations and, and don't 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 tie all that to 2021 because it's not going to work like that. Just do whatever we need to do on a daily basis. Just do all those little things that will that will go together. We join all those dots so that actually long term we all get what we're hoping for. And with that, I'm going to say good night um, for TFM 53. Actually, um, thank you as always for listening. Um, and if it was a bit preachy this week, I, I apologise. But um, but I I just I, I I just 
it's not a, it, it's not a it's not about a hope that 2021 saves us we'll just have to get on and, and save each other um take care stay very safe um and i'll speak to you all next week <laughs>